Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Rubber Band Gaming E3 post show. Um, today, we're going to talk about Microsoft. Um, this is one of the big ones that we had really anticipated. Um, really looking forward to it. And with me is um, James Hobbs again. Hello, James. How are you? Yo, I'm doing good. Tired, but doing good. I know you've uh, <laughs> at time of recording. You, you obviously stayed up to watch the Bethesda conference. I which did. Was late. Um, I did. Well worth it, though. Yep. And obviously, that's one of our other shows as well. So if you want to see what James thought of that one, then you can listen to that on our uh, on our SoundCloud, iTunes, or Acast. Um, so let's just crack in straight into the um, the Xbox show because there was quite a lot actually, and this this show um, really felt like they were kind of going. We've we've done a lot of shows where we talk a bit. This one, we, we've listened to what you want, so we're just going to talk games, games, games. Whether or not that was a good thing, we can we can discuss sort of afterwards. Um, but first of all, best just to crack straight in. They went, Halo's coming, and James, it's Halo Infinite. What did you think of this? Um, you didn't sort of uh, seem to think it was Halo at the beginning of the show, at the video because it didn't seem like the Halo world. I mean, it was uh, a video footage of open plains, mountains, um, wildlife, and things like that. And then all of a sudden, you, you saw Master Chief's helmet, and it was like, okay, this is uh, this is Halo. It's the next genera- iteration of the series. And um, they haven't gone with Halo 6, although apparently this is continuing the Master Chief story uh, along. Um, but people are saying this is going to be an open-world, first-person-style Halo game. So it's going to be very interesting to see more of this game, but we're not going to possibly see it uh until next e3 or hopefully we'll see something in gamescom but very little was revealed but looks very interesting it's glad to glad to see the halos back yeah it did look very cool i mean one thing i said to you when we were watching this show is that i kind of got a sense of breath of the wild at the end of it that kind of Mm. massive sweeping landscape and the um the warthog they were in kind of seemed quite tiny it reminded me a little bit of like that i think they need to kind of change the halo um kind of dynamic up a little bit and maybe this could be the way so certainly i think next e3 it's probably something they can go in big with and show us some gameplay um some other bits and pieces and kind of go this is one of our major things that's coming out and um, hopefully a lot more um another ip that they're uh, they're bringing out in gears of war 5 now james we thought we almost weren't going to get this because before that they kind of said oh gears here's the gears of war logo and then they said it's Gears of War, Funko Pop, and we were like, Jesus Christ, this is absolutely abysmal. And what that was going to be it, didn't we? I really thought that they'd fucked fans over, to be honest, because, like you said, the Gears of War logo came up. I was like, here we go. And then fucking Funko Pop characters pop out of the screen. I'm like, they have just shat on everyone's hopes. But no, we've got uh, Gears, Funko Pop. We don't actually know much about that. Um, that's being kept under wraps, but it's for mobile uh, you got Gears Tactics, which was uh, also announced during this section before we finally got to the big reveal. Uh, Gears Tactics is only going to be available for PC, which is disappointing, but it's a new take on the Gears of War franchise. And now you've got Gears 5. They've dropped the Of War part of the name. Uh, Gears 5 is the official title of it. Uh, apparently, Gears of War is the franchise, and Gears 5 is now the name. But we did get to see quite a bit of the the game uh they are looking to take it in a slightly new direction slightly more um open world sort of style not too open world but it's going to allow for a lot more exploration 
in the game. And it's also going to take the storyline of uh, Kate, who was in Gears of War 4, but she was actually part of a side character. Now she's going to be the main main character in that. And it does look really interesting. It looks like they're doing a really good job and can't wait to play and see more of that uh, within the coming year. Yeah, they also um, showed off Cyberpunk 2077 finally. Oof. This is right at the end of the show, and we thought, oh, maybe it's not happening we thought they kind of ended it with Gears 5 and I thought you know what that's kind of fair enough they've ended it with a big franchise they're gonna and then they kind of did the whole Phil Spencer going goodbye everyone have a great and then they kind of cut in went do 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 something's hacking onto the screen they put the trailer in and it did not disappoint did it James it didn't not at all um i i'll, I'll happily so i'll happily admit i'm probably gonna get killed by a lot of people um i haven't played the witcher I, i've got all of them downloaded i have meaning to, to find time to play them but they're obviously a, an amazing game series and this is obviously from the people who make that series and they've promised this same rpg open world um style that they've had in the witcher but in the future, in Cyberpunk 2077, and we finally got to have our first look, and I'm, I'm actually watching uh, a video of it playing now, it looks absolutely superb. I cannot wait to play this. I know, it just looks fantastic. I mean, when you said, I haven't had the time to play The Witcher, that's something you are going to need. It's a lot of time. I would advise mm. taking a week off work if you are going to play that game. Play all three of them, I probably need a month. Oh God, you probably need a year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Quit your job, get play the Witchers, that's it, I think. I'm, I'm quitting because of Witcher. Um, and then we'll kind of very briefly touch on this, but we got our first look at Fallout 76. In the in the E3 preview show, we, we kind of said, we don't know what kind of game this is going to be. We're not really too sure. Um, obviously, Hobbs, I know you discuss Fallout in a lot more depth during the Bethesda show. Yep. Uh, just to kind of touch on it, this must have settled your nerves a little bit when they when it kind of goes you know this is going to be more obviously it's not exactly the same but it's going to be the fallout we know and love yeah i mean it's still fallout as as we know it in terms of it's still a huge open world this is four times as the size of Fallout 4 which of course was already a big map um it, you are going to be able to play it as you normally would um in a normal fallout game and it's still got all the fun quirks. It's still got all the quests and things like that. Obviously, like you said, I touched on it in the Bethesda show. I will say, of course, very briefly, that it is an online game. You do have multiplayer in that game, but you can still play it on your own as well. And there's a lot of fun things. I, I, whilst watching the, the Bethesda show, and I heard it was an online, my heart sank a little bit, but a lot of stuff they come out with makes you feel like they're actually taking care of this game and it actually will be so i'm thoroughly looking forward to this and it comes out november 14th this year so that's my christmas sorted i mean one thing for myself and i'm sure a lot of other gamers will think the same thing is i love fallout 4 i got on really well i remember the most social we got playing it was i think me you harry and sometimes Callum being a party all playing our separate games together while kind of saying oh my god this has happened this has happened and you know how good is that going to be now that we can actually be you know share the same experiences and kind of do all that stuff i think i, I honestly can't wait for it. i think it's gonna be great 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the great thing about it is the fact that you can go out there four-player co-op and you can share the same experiences, like you said. And I'm just waiting for us to go in there, find the codes to a nuclear bunker and blow the shit out of some town with a nuclear warhead. That would be fun. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, speaking of nuclear, but it's not really a nuclear disaster. It's more of a, uh, a biological disaster. The uh, the Division is back with the Division 2. Um, gives us a release date and a, a trailer as well, and a gameplay demo. Um, it's coming out in March 2019. And I don't know about you, James, but I felt really quite good about the, the setting looked a lot better than the kind of standard you're in a you're in a uh, in a street in in the division one it looked like there was a lot more options it looks quite similar but i think it it looks like the gameplay could be mixed up a little bit and i'm i'm quite excited to play this one actually yeah it looks um a far um broader experience than what the division the original division gave us because obviously it was literally just after the event and it took place during winter uh and it, obviously in new york which seems to be very closed in tall buildings you know that are all surrounding you you always felt alone in the game even though you had people with you there wasn't very many people out and about um it never sort of felt like it was the end of the world and people were trying to clamor around to to get every sort of resource they could whereas in this one because it takes place where it takes place which is washington uh it seems far more open world far more open space uh, and it seems more interactive than what the, the first one game was. And uh, let's face it, a lot more colourful as well. There's no snow, thankfully. There's no um, there's no horrible sort of like way of dogs running around and people, homeless people basically looking for food and things like that. So this could be a very interesting take on it. And I, I hope that they fix the, 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 the bad parts of the game that people didn't like. And they've made a far more fun experience this time around. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of played The Division when it first came out um, with yourself, with Callum, Harry, others. And I, although I had fun, I think because I was playing with you guys, I, I got to a point where I kind of let it go. So I think it will be good for, for people like myself who who tried the first one, didn't get on with it too much, but still thought there was something there to enjoy. It'll be, you know, there'll be a lot of hope from those guys um, to see if they can get it right this time. Um, also, the the last game in this next franchise has been ten years. That's Devil May Cry. Uh, number mm. four came out in two thousand eight, and um, well, I think we've we've I think you might have touched on this in the preview show. Um, Devil May Cry five had been trademarked, so we kind of knew this was coming. Um, Hobbs, I personally haven't played a Devil May Cry game before. Um, what what did you think about this announcement? I thought it was a long time coming. They seem to be uh, ignoring the sort of reboot DMC that came out from uh, the recently purchased Ninja Theory, uh, which we'll probably get onto later. Um, but Ninja Theory made a reboot uh, back on when it was the Xbox 360 era, about six years ago. It wasn't too well received by fans because it seemed to stray away too much from what they were used to, uh, even though it was a well-received game from critics. And now we've got the original guys back playing and making this. It seems really sort of fun. I mean, apart from the annoying um, Southern American girl that seemed to be constantly chatting throughout the whole entire trailer. Um, but no, I, I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks like it plays fantastic. And again, 
it's another one of those games where I mean I'm not the biggest Devil May Cry fan. I haven't been since probably three. I think I don't know if four was that great. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing this. Excellent. Um, I yeah. I'm, I I know that Sasha, uh, my partner, is uh, kind of well used to be a Devil May Cry. And I think um, a lot of the fans were kind of um, turned away by the the uh, design choice of the main character. But we'll see if uh, this one can win back those fans. Um, we talked about the um, from software in the preview show, and we were saying, you know, they released this kind of um, this teaser. What's it going to be? Is it Bloodborne? It looks like Bloodborne. What could it be? And from well, from the teaser at least, um, this is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. And if <laughs> if I wasn't awful at their games. I would absolutely love this. It's, <laughs> this, James, it looks like it's kind of set in feudal Japan and it looks like, you know, it doesn't look like it has the same kind of... Sluggishness is the wrong word, but this always seems like a kind of slowness to Bloodborne Dark Souls. But this looks quite frantic. It looks like the pace has kind of been ramped up a little bit and I, I love the setting. I think it looks great. I mean, what kind of hopes do you have for this? Yeah, I mean, you're right, basically, about um, From Software's previous games. They have, like, a plodding sort of feeling to them where, you know, you are going along, but you, you never really feel like the action is actually enough. Whereas, of course, in this game, from the trailer that we've seen, you've got the free running, you know, the wall running that you've got there. The combat looks far more fast-paced than what we've seen in previous From Software games. And I love the setting. I love the way it looks. It kind of reminds me a bit of Onimusha and how that used to look. Uh, I actually kind of thought it what could be Onimusha, um, apart from, of course, um, it was from, from software. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really glad to see um, uh, this game. I hope it's not as hard as other from software games, but it probably will be because they're not going to let us uh, sort of wimp space and get away with it easily um but yeah it looks really good really really interested to see more of that and then also we had um just cause 4 that was revealed i mean that's also um in the square enix show which we'll have a show on then um so we will discuss that in a little bit more depth but i mean hobbs do you have a quick word you'd like to say on this game yeah, just just cause four is uh, more more better. The past two games have been uh, absolutely fantastic. Lots of chaos and Avalanche Studios, who are who are making this, are also making Rage Two Arch. I talked more about in Bethesda, and uh, they've got a lot on at the moment. But they've become a real powerhouse uh, studio. So, yep, really looking forward to this as well. Now, this was I would say my my probably my highlight of the uh, of the show. Um, we we kind of suggested in the preview show that Forza Horizon 4 was going to be in the show, and we said Japan. What we didn't expect, however, was where it was going to be based, and Hobbs, what did you think of the location setting for Forza Horizon 4? Really happy. I'm absolutely really happy about it. It's, it's Britain, you know, because, like I said in the pre-show, we did think it was Tokyo, because that was what was widely rumoured, you know, they were going to do the whole Tokyo Drift style uh, aspects of racing um, but then it came out and we saw the video footage and they've I'll tell you what, they've made England or Britain because if for some reason they won't narrow down where they've actually you know, they've actually set Forza Horizon 4 uh, but they've actually made Britain look absolutely brilliant and maybe this is some sort of weird tourist 
um, sort of side of things where they're trying to get more and more people to visit Britain now that Brexit's coming up. Poor guys. I, I don't know what they'll think. The weather was completely... I think when we were watching the seasons thing, when it started raining, we were like, yep, that's more like it. Yeah, there we go. no sun, even though it's been really nice recently, but, the, you know. <laughs> it has, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I love all the kind of settings they have. I Like we said as well, I love the Forza Horizon games, and I'm I am very happy that it's set in um, set in Britain. So I, I genuinely can't wait to play this. Um, and yeah, I, I I can't wait. So well, well, don't be on that. And when it comes out, we'll we'll be sure surely talking about this on the podcast. And this is out um, October the second this year. So not too with long Game away. Pass exactly well. with Game Pass, and obviously that's a big part of this show as well, which we will come on to. Um, one I probably won't be playing as much is Dying Light 2. Um, now, it did look very interesting, very good. Um, and they've changed up a fair amount of the from the first game. And, Hobbs, what can you tell us about the kind of changes that like, they've implemented into this new new Dying Light? Yeah, I mean, I've, Dying Light's a game that I've been playing uh, recently. Uh, I've been enjoying that with uh, my brother and his mate. And I, have, I really liked the game, and I really wanted them to, to a, a sequel to be made, and I wanted them to really improve on. Well, for one, I wanted them to improve on the wall running and the actual movement aspect, and they've done. They seem to have done that with this, but I do like the choices aspect of it. The, the fact that whatever you choose in the game, maybe whoever you kill, I think also you know in the game affects the way that things. Uh, you know, it affects your actual um, world, and you know, if, if you kill a certain person, maybe the, you know, the, the, the actual sort of uh, <laughs> missions and other things will change, and maybe the, the NPCs basically might act differently towards you. So it's a real, it's a real interesting aspect that they brought to the game, and I'm really looking forward. To it. And it also looks far, far more creepier. To play it because at the moment, Dying Light, I don't think is that bad at night time, to be fair. But this looks like it's going to really try and shit you up. So do not go out at night, apparently. Yeah, I know. that That's the thing that kind of put me off right at the end when they were just in a pitch black kind of room and one jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, I think I might have to give this one a miss, even though I love the kind of. Um, it looks like they have a functional ecosystem in there, and it, it does look great the way they kind of change the world. They, I think they showed off in the demo. Um, if you give the water supply to the people, the kind of law will take over, but then they'll be more aggressive with the way they implement the law. If you sell it to some kind of black market people, then obviously the the NPCs will kind of be like, you know, there'll they'll be more money kind of going around them, and they'll be more powerful and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see certainly how how that works i do look forward to kind of seeing um how that looks it's gonna be really really interesting um another another sorry another game that was shown at square enix but was first shown at microsoft was shadow of the tomb raider um now this we we've seen this i think it was a month ago we saw a a trailer for this We, we got to see a little bit more of it um this time i mean Hobbs, um, I'll be discussing Square Enix um, with Sasha, so I don't know if you want to mention anything on, on Tomb Raider before we move on. Just from what we saw, um, we've seen previously when it was first announced, what we saw last night, and from what I've seen in the Square, Square Enix um, a conference earlier on today, 
it does look like they've vastly improved the game. The storyline looks great. We're finally going to get the, a real sort of like Lara Croft that we're probably used to um, back in the day playing on the PlayStation. And I think they've really upgraded the, the game, the sort of gunplay uh, aspect of it as well, because from what I could see earlier on, it looked really, really good. The whole sneaking aspect, uh, that sort of gameplay type just really you know it made me want to play it now to be honest so yeah yeah tomb raider shadow of tomb raider looks great excellent i can't wait to play that i did really love the other ones as well um so yeah that'll be another one i can't wait and that has given us a release date of september 14th this year so not too long before you can play that one um anime anime i hear you shout there is there's a game called jump force which is revealed um this is a shonen jump themed fighter that brings together characters from popular anime series such as Dragon Ball Z, One Piece and Naruto. Um, also at the very end of the trailer, um, Light Yagami and Ryuk from Death Note were also teased. So a lot of anime fans um, in the UK, I know they'll be very excited to see this one. Hobbs, I know you weren't too thrilled um, kind of as an announcement and as a kind of fan of these games, but if you kind of had to put yourself in, in the shoes of, of fans of these franchises, how, how would you kind of be feeling that's a bit of a difficult loaded question i would probably be feeling happy that's pretty much all i can say (laughs) and that's all and that's all she wrote no i have i have no experience in any of the i'm afraid i don't like uh i I probably would i don't know but i just not um experienced enough to quote on uh, anime uh sort of stuff and things like this so well done to you guys you've got the game coming up excellent okay that's all she wrote on jump force for now um, we'll be looking forward to seeing that when that does come out. Um, now, kind of moving away from the games announcement, and this was a very big thing, and I think not just for this conference, but for future conferences for Microsoft, and it shows that, you know, potentially we haven't seen Sony yet. We don't know what they're going to come out of, neither from Nintendo. So it feels like they haven't just gone for it and tried to win E3 in one. It looks like they could be going for a longer game. And this is, of course... Microsoft have acquired New Game Studios and formed a new one. This, I feel, was one of the biggest announcements of the of their conference. And even though it wasn't as, let's say, glitzy and glamorous as as uh, most announcements are, Hobbs, what does this give for the future of of Microsoft and and walk us through kind of some of those um, developers? Yeah, this is um, this is massive for Microsoft because they've been looking. They've they've had a first party problem for a number of years, and when you look at the Sony side of things, Sony has great first party developers that are bringing out plenty of games, and Sony allows them to create the games basically that people want. I mean, you look at the fact of Days Gone, The Last of Us, Uncharted, uh, God of War recently. Um, you've got the upcoming Spider-Man, they're all brilliant games, and it's what's something that um, Xbox uh, owners want, and it, it's, it's what it lacks for this console. So to be buying up developers that they know and they trust um, that to create great experiences is something that they've needed to do. I don't think it's the last ones we'll see either. I think they go on to buy more. But it's, it's, it's a team that actually they've actually worked with. Playground Games, for instance, creates the Force of Horizon franchise. Uh, and they've set up a second team, uh, which is apparently going to be working on the Fable reboot. We didn't get to see any 
sort of thing or what they're working on, but that is allegedly what they're working with. Uh, they brought up the State of Decay developer Undead Labs. Again, someone they've trusted and worked with, and hopefully they can go on to create um, maybe more stuff, maybe another State of Decay, but I'd hopefully like them to work on something different as well. Um, Ninja Theory, who have created some amazing games in the past, uh, such as Enslaved and, of course, recently Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which is what actually led Microsoft to purchasing them, their work on that and how well they were doing. And I actually watched the vid doc, the reason why they chose to work with Microsoft earlier on. Uh, and in, it, it, funnily enough, it turns out that they were actually nearly gone from the industry a few years back and they, and they nearly closed down because they just didn't have the, the money, even though most of their games were doing so well. So Microsoft on the basis that they've said, we'll bring you in and you can use what basically you want um, of our resources that you want, uh, but we won't force you to make stuff that we want you to. That's great for them, and, and it saves another developer. You've also got happy, we Happy Fuse developer Compulsion Games that are being brought in, and you've, they've also formed a brand new studio called The Initiative, uh, which is being based at Santa Monica, which a few well-known uh, um, Sony uh, developers are based there. So maybe some will be uh, nicked from from there. But apparently, world-class de- um, um, studio heads and developers and artists and graphics designers were all going over to the studio. So hopefully they'll be able to work on something amazing. And hopefully it will be something that we've been uh, looking forward to from... Microsoft's past, uh, they've got a lot of IPs which are sat dormant and hopefully something will come from them, but very good news for Microsoft, very good news for maybe next year's E3, we're going to get a lot of stuff from these people hopefully. We hope so, that's obviously as you said, that's been a problem um, for Microsoft and it's something we outlined in the preview show, um, kind of, you know, this this is a bit of a worry for Microsoft, we don't know, maybe let's see. Obviously, we'll talk about it at the end, we didn't get as many first party things as we hoped, but this was something that at least you go, okay, I can see that this is a longer game than just one E3. This is something that could set them up for a long, long time to come. So it was good to see, and we also like to see the uh, the studios that they have acquired, and we're very excited to see what the initiative can bring us as well. Um, also, the Xbox Game Pass has been um, heavily uh, mentioned, and you, you talked about it earlier, Hobbs. Um, one of the big things they said was, you know, They've mentioned it before, but these big games they've announced, such as we talked about earlier, um, Halo, Forza Horizon, um, Gears 5, um, Crackdown, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, you know, Those are all going to be day one um, on the Game Pass. That's it. You play it. You can download it. You can have it as long as you've got the Game Pass. Um, you know, That's great. They've also said, we've, we've got another kind of, and available today, um, Fallout 4, The Division, and Elder Scrolls Online. And... Um, James, this is a service that when we kind of first saw it announced, we were kind of thinking, oh, it's a it's a kind of, mm, we're not sure, it doesn't look all that great. But since they've kind of changed it to say all our first-party games are going to be on there from day one, it looks like they're not letting up, and this service looks like it could be going from strength to strength. Yeah, amazing service. I, I'm a member myself, and I think the, the, the more and more this goes on, there is going to get. Um, the, the games that they've added just at that show just goes to prove you that more and more big developers are allowing their games to be on uh, Xbox Game Pass 
Uh, I mean, Fallout 4 is huge. I mean, it's, it's three years old, and, and I suppose the division's quite old now, and so is Elder Scrolls Online, but it allows more and more people who have got Game Pass who probably don't have the money to go out and buy um, 40 to $50 games or £50 games, basically, to go out and try these games via Game Pass, and if they like them, purchase them full-time. I think it's a great service, and I think it's... That obviously with EA now looking to sort of mirror it with uh, Origin Access Premier, I think they're on the right path. Excellent. Um, Crackdown Free, another game that will be available from Games Pass on day one. That's finally got a release date, and that's um, being wedged in between, obviously, what was it, Days Gone and Anthem. So that's going to be a big month for gaming. I mean, they had a new trailer as well with um, with Terry Crews which was quite funny kind of I think similar things to what we've seen before there wasn't too much in there it, I'm getting to the point now where I'm kind of watching it I'm like I feel I, th- I think I said to you um, this feels like the 18th time I've seen Crack the Free did, at yeah. the E3 show um, but it's good to have the release date and you'd imagine now this will be final and like I said earlier it's good to have the uh, it on Games Pass yeah um, it's good to finally see it getting a, a release window. I mean, we still haven't got a narrowed down date, as it were. I mean, uh, like I've said in previous times, I mean, the fact that there's several games going on uh, February 22nd, uh, thankfully, Microsoft haven't uh, looked at that date, so maybe they'll look to re- releasing it prior to those to try and get some sales. I mean, like, like you said, Xbox Game Pass, Crackdown 3 on day one, is obviously going to get people playing it and enjoying it and to be fair it looks better than what it did last time so i'm hoping it's going to turn up decent um battlefield 5 we we talked about um in the ea conference and they said oh we're going to talk more about it in the microsoft conference and we thought oh here we go we're going to have you know 10 15 minutes of kind of gameplay or something like that and actually we got another small tease it was it felt like about it's about seconds, a minute, something like that. Yeah, a minute, thirty seconds. I actually, and, I was actually timing it. Oh, thinking, were you? Here we go. <laughs> oh right. And I mean, it's it's basically there wasn't too much to talk about. It said the trailer's text stated, uh, "Nordly is the story of a, no- a young Norwegian resistance fighter during the German occupation. You must pay an unthinkable price to save not only yourself but your family." Um, anything you have to say about this? No. Mm, well, I guess <laughs> we just, move on. I'm just if, glad, basically, you know. It was done quickly. Yeah, so there was that. Obviously, we, we discussed Battlefield Five in a bit more um, sort of detail in the EA conference show. Um, so if you want to hear a bit more about that, I listened to that. Because like I said, it was a 30-second tease. It was quite nice, but there wasn't much more to it than that. Um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Um, that's a game that you may have forgotten about due to the success of Fortnite recently. But that um, has, has come out of a trailer for some more maps that are coming out in the fourth quarter of this year um, looks like a snowy map there's some desert maps in there as well um, and that was kind of what we got I mean it was good to see obviously this was something that Microsoft pushed very hard and when they initially said this is going to be a console exclusive um, for us um, things haven't quite been great for player un- unknown battlegrounds um, since Fortnite has gone on from strength to strength when rec- well most infamously recently they've kind of actually gone to sue um, the developers of Fortnite as well, which is strange. I think Only in possi- Korea, though. Possi- I think people, 
people basically will get on a little bit mixed up with that. It's only in Korea, basically, that they've gone and sued them. They haven't done it in any other parts of the world. So There, there have been some more details that, that even if they haven't done that, the, the developers have gone, oh, they're copying kind of thing, and it has been yeah. a bit kind of pedantic and um, in cases pathetic. I mean, it's something I think we can discuss on another Rubber Band Gaming episode. Um, but, but since then, basically... Um, they, they've they've come back and they've they've said here's some new maps. Um, it'll be good to try them out. What do you think? Let's let's see them try and sue Activision and EA then, because I you know, with the announcement that they've gone Battle Royale and they've got Battle Royale coming to Battlefield Five as well, I'd be very happy, you know, interested to see what um, the PUBG guys. Are. I, I, I honestly think, even though the trailer basically made it look. It makes it, it makes it look like it runs well. It doesn't run well. It runs fair, to be honest, uh, on Xbox consoles. And I feel if Battlefield Five can uh, give us the battle royale mode that they're planning on giving us, I think PUBG will probably be dead in dead in the water sooner or later. Um, February twenty second is the the same day the anthem and Days Gone comes out, as we mentioned before. Also mm. released on that day, Metro Exodus, a game that I won't be playing. I think last <laughs> E3 um, show, I kind of had a bit of a rant about this because we had a manufacturer trailer, which was kind of trying to be gameplay, but for all intents and purposes, it was a cinematic. It's in in-game and, engine footage. And I think I, I don't like that stuff. I think it's a bit cheeky, and I think it's a bit kind of pulling the wall over your eyes to get you excited. I think if you're going to show a cinematic, you know, show it as it is kind of thing. Uh, don't try and dress up as gameplay. But this time, we seemed like we had actual proper gameplay. Um, and what did you make of this trailer? It did look very impressive. I think it looks just as good as it did when they did the in-game engine footage last year. I mean, it's it's a game I'm looking forward to greatly because I actually am a fan of the games that came prior to this. Um, I was very annoyed that when they announced that it had been delayed... I'm, you know, thankfully, I think it's not been delayed because um, it was anything wrong with the game. It's been delayed because everyone wanted to avoid the end of the year when Red Dead Redemption 2 come, uh, came to light and actually comes out. And I think this is going to be a fantastic game. It's just a shame that they release on the same day as two big games in Days Gone and Anthem because I think out of the three of them, this is going to be the one that suffers sales wise so i'm wondering which one will you know which one will blink first when maybe they might decide to go oh we've delayed it again by only two weeks you know just to avoid having people not buy it because they want to play anthem or days gone yeah um then obviously kingdom hearts um free got its first showing at um well at the time of recording um at e3 um they revealed a frozen world um, obviously, we will discuss Kingdom Hearts three uh, more in depth in the in the Square Enix show. Is there anything you'd like to say, James, about Kingdom Hearts three? Just that they should sack whoever the person is that put their video package together because that thing did not work for me. Several sort of like miscues of audio and, and music and all that sort of thing. I mean, I like the look of Kingdom Hearts, I really do. But man, that is a weird trailer. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of weird weird looking things, um, we happy few. Remember that we we basically had it years ago. It was one of the biggest things. the The preview came out. It wasn't what everyone kind of hoped for. It was a bit ooh, 
But obviously now, um, as we mentioned, the, the developers for We Happy Few have been acquired by Microsoft. Um, so they've given a release date for the full game. That's August the 10th uh, this year. Um, and they gave us a new story trailer. I mean, obviously the first time we saw this, it looks amazing. We were kind of thinking, whoa, what the hell's going on here? It looks crazy. Um, obviously, as I said since then, we've had the um, the uh, the preview. It hasn't really been up to anyone's hopes really everyone's kind of got a bit of, oh, not really sure now um but what what do you make of what you saw well that's the interesting thing about previews is that sometimes they don't they don't live up to what people will probably feel they're going to be and people will get put off um thankfully i haven't actually touched the preview i've just kept up to date with the look you know reading what i've read and I still think it looks great. I still think it looks like a game that I would love to get um, into. And the fact that they do have Microsoft um, backing them up now um, probably does the game a hell of a lot, um, a lot more good, basically, than what it did when they were just an independent developer. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. And the, it, it's just the right around the corner in a couple of months' time. Um, Cuphead is getting a, an expansion. Um, this is called Cuphead, the Delicious Last Course. Um, so this expansion adds a new isle, new bosses, new weapons, new charms, and a brand new playable character called Ms. Chalice. Um, James, did you play Cuphead, and what did you think of this um, this announcement? You know what, I looked forward to Cuphead for so long, and then I, when it came out, I still didn't buy it. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's my mind blocking me, me out, basically. But um, yeah, I mean, the DLC sort of being announced for it is... Uh, is a very good announcement. I, I like it, but I still need to play the, the original game. But at least they are uh, giving you content for that. The return of Battletoads, that was something that initially James thought was going to be Conker's <laughs> Bad Fur Day. Um, so he wasn't very happy with that. But obviously, this is a game that um, is one of their OPs they've been sitting on um, since they've acquired Rare. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. It was a very short trailer um, that just kind of had a black um, background. They announced it was a 2.5D game, um, and it's going to have free-player couch op. Um, and I think that's, that's really all we can sort of say on that one, James. <laughs> Yeah, Not too much to. I I, I I was disappointed by the fact because I I sat there and I went, oh my god, I know what this is, and I was completely wrong, and uh, therefore basically I hate Battletoads now. A skateboarding game, <laughs> a skateboarding game um, that we thought was going to be Skate Four. Um, it's called Session, um, so that's going to be for PC and Xbox One. There wasn't too much to it. It was just kind of. I thought it was really going to be Skate Four, but it, it wasn't. Um, looks looks fine. Looks like a skateboarding game. Um, I'm not really sure what else you'd like to add, James. No, not really. I'm not really a skateboarding fan, uh, but I know there are loads of people that were cramming for Escape 4 or maybe a return for the Tony Hawk series. But So a lot of Xbox fans who are hoping for that are going to be happy that Xbox have decided to bring something like that. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's... I can't remember whether it's an exclusive or whether it's a console first exclusive so it may come to ps4 and other systems after that um tunic is a game that was announced as well it's uh it's kind of like this adorable isometric 3d zelda like game um, so sort of like your your um, links to the past not a not the standard kind of zelda used to like the top down ones basically um and it's this kind of cute little fox that's running around this looks absolutely gorgeous i, I can't wait for this um, and I mean, it, it looks great, doesn't it, Hobbs? I'm not sure really how you felt during it, but I thought this is Zelda. 
as far, as close as you can get to Zelda without infringing <laughs> copyright, basically. And I, I, I really can't wait. I think this is the happiest AC I heard you through the entire show, to be fair. You, <laughs> as soon as you saw the damn thing, you were like, I'm, oh, this is amazing, I, I'm, I'm sold on this. It, does, it really does, I've got no nothing against it. Um, I would probably, I would buy it, I would play it as well. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say about it, really. <laughs> we didn't, you know, we didn't, it just seemed to have a very, sort of like a, you know, fixation on foxes at the moment. That with Lucky's Tale coming out last year. So there was a uh, a couple of trailers um, now, and I'll, I'll try and, just, just for time's sake, try and sort of lump these in together. And kind of if you want to go through them quickly, um, feel free to jump in. You had um, a free... Well, I say three or four different trailers. Um, here you had obviously a game that's been announced previously. It got a new trailer, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, obviously, that's the the um, sequel to Ori in the Blind Forest. Looks gorgeous. Looks gorgeous. Um, really excited to see that. Um, we thought this next game was going to be Life is Strange, but it looks like the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. So it looks a little bit, little bit less depressing than no. uh, Life is Strange. No. I'm going to say something about this because that's what we said at the original and we thought, oh, this is going to be this nice game where this guy, this kid basically is just talking about superheroes. I watched a thing last night online where they were talking to the developer and watching the gameplay play out. And this kid basically is part of, you know, this, you know, his dad's drinking at 9 a.m. in the morning and he's swearing basically and everything. I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be a less depressing uh, (laughs) sort of game, but apparently not i mean maybe i'm maybe i've just got the wrong end of the stick but it doesn't look like a like a happy game to me <laughs> we we shall see definitely um near automata um near automata i'm not sure how, how you say that um that is the, the the kind of definitive edition of that game it was obviously a massive ps4 exclusive this is now coming out to xbox um so a lot of xbox players who looked at that and were sort of not happy about not being able to play it on the xbox now you can, and you don't have to wait too long at all. That is June the 26th, that game is coming out. And like I said, that will include all of the previously released DLC. Um, Tales of Vesperia, Definitive Edition. Um, now, Hobbs, you were telling me this was a game that was basically going to be a, a remaster of an old one on the 360. Yeah, I believe it was the 360 edition. Now it's just been uh, remastered for today's consoles. Yep. Um, so that, that, again, looks interesting. Another kind of nice little trailer we had there black desert now this is something that i thought was going to be fable when i first saw it um but obviously you kind of knew what it was going to be although i listened to the i or watched the ign version of the e3 show and um either alana pierce at the end said i thought that was fable so i was kind of (laughs) glad that i wasn't alone in that um so that again looks interesting um players uh, can now sign up for the beta um which launches later in the year um and finally to kind of cap it off with with what we've got um sea of thieves a game we talked about in the preview show that um obviously was i'm trying to find the best way to describe it 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 sort of had a lot of promise it it may not have delivered all of it um but they've announced some new content two new expansions um curse sales in july and forsaken shores in september and that was kind of like a, a funny rare um, trailer that you'd expect and it is going to be great hobs to kind of um dive back into sea of thieves and and get playing with these new expansions yeah it's something that we actually i think we predicted or wanted 
for it to be spoken about during the show is that the fact that Sea of Thieves lacked sort of content to keep you coming back to playing it, uh, and we wanted uh, sort of like a, a roadmap of what they had going, and they do have stuff that is going to be uh, scheduled for next year, but they did only just announce these two, so we've got the content for this year, like I said, Curse Sales in July, and um, Forsaken Shores in uh, September, both of them looked very interesting, um, very creepy as well, like a different... Because the, the game that you got now is, it looks very colourful, it's very jaunty, you know, and everything like that. But now it looks like these are taking you into the sort of mystical, scary pirate sort of style um, ways of the sort of how rare want it to be. So yeah, it's really interesting. I can't wait to see what you know. I can't wait to, like you said, dive back in and, and get uh, get playing these. And breathe. That was. Microsoft E3, and they crammed a hell of a lot into mm. this show. They said 50 games they showed off. Um, so, I mean, let's get down to kind of grading it, how we how we felt. Um, if you don't mind, I'll quickly jump, because I know you'll probably have more to say on this than me, so I'll quickly jump in with my um, initial thoughts. I I think it was good. I think during it was one of those where during the time I, I was excited. There was a lot of gameplay, like I said, at the start of the show. They they felt really games focused this time. They went, you know what? No, we're we're not going to talk too much. We're just going to go for it. Games, 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 games. And I love that E three. I think it's brilliant. So I enjoyed that. Um, thought it was a really good change. Um, also acquiring the new studios, massive for the future. Um, but then I think you'll probably go into a bit more detail. But the one downside for me is when you actually strip it back, there was only really a couple of first party um, games, and those are all kind of sequels, really. Of, of previous franchises that really, although I was happy and I was like, great, this looks awesome, it didn't really do too much for me. Um, so, I mean, what did you... So I'd, I'd say I still really enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, I'm not, not saying I didn't, but that kind of potentially marred it for me a little bit when thinking about um, the show afterwards. I mean, what, what did you think? Um, no, I'm totally with you. I actually... It was an enjoyable show. Uh, Water Wall Games, you can't fault them for that. They actually got some really good, decent-looking games on on the show. Some surprises in the lights of Dying Light 2, um, Devil May Cry 5 um, as well, being on the stage. And obviously the, the announcements of Just Cause 4 and, and Japanese games galore as well, because it's one area of gaming that Microsoft seemed to have been failing with, the Japanese and the Asian market. And to be able to get stuff that people would normally assume would be on a, a sony um console and to have that sort of japanese rpg on a xbox console is a big win for them uh, but of course the main things that we came out of this was like you said that even though we got first person sorry first party titles uh announced the likes of halo infinity gears war 5 um that was possibly really it from what i remember i mean crackdown 3 we already knew about uh, and that's coming out next year. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is another one. So although they've announced two big titles for their best franchise and most uh, most well-known franchises, we don't really have a great to look you know forward to in the future of of a, sort of like a quantity. We've got quality, but we don't have quantity at the moment uh, as well. Um, I say we don't have quality. They don't really have quality at the moment. They've quality in Halo and they've quality in Gears, I should say. But with the announcement of these new purchases uh, of these studios, 
the future does look very bright for Microsoft. They've got a lot of studios now. I think it's ten to ten to fifteen basically studios have got so enough people to create some amazing games. And I think the only downside really for me was the fact that no studio that they had so far they've tasked with making anything that I really wanted to look forward to. You know, the the the, the old rare IPs are still sitting on. The likes of Banjo, the likes of Perfect Dark, the likes of Conquer. I really want to see someone make that. So maybe one of these studios will do that. And I will say it as well, something that we didn't mention that was sort of like a sneaky little mention was the fact that Microsoft have confirmed that they are looking into making uh, the next Xbox. So maybe in two years' time, we will see the next Xbox being unveiled at E3. Quite possibly. And that should be very interesting. Um, so we'll see how they get on in the future. And obviously the near future with the games that they do have. Um, and then finally, to kind of leave the show, what were your highlights and lowlights of the show? I think my lowlight is a very obvious one. It has to be, of course, um, Battletoads basically to, you know, it being announced instead of what I thought it was being uh conquers bad fur days sequel which i think everyone would have gone would have gone mad for um i think possibly my highlight was just seeing fallout 76 on the stage um it, it being there and being announced as this this massive map and the fact that we will still be able to play fallout as we probably would have done beforehand just slightly different I think I was happy to see that and see Todd Howard on the stage, which he's a, if you watch the Bethesda show, he is a funny motherfucker, brilliant guy. And yeah, great to see basically their relationship continuing. And I would, I'd personally say my, my low light of the show, uh, it's not like a massive low light, but I just think it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, I want to see you've been showing me games the whole way through. Why, why have you got up and started talking? I don't want to see... It was when, um, I can't remember her name, the lady came up and she was like, Microsoft AI... No, Game Pass. New Xbox, yeah, that sort of stuff. Game Pass. And even though I was excited about that stuff, I was like, you stopped the train. I don't want to stop the train. Just keep it going. I want to see more games. So that was my kind of low. It wasn't a massive one. It was just me kind of being like, I'm enjoying this a lot. The games keep rolling in. And whenever they get someone to come up and talk, I'm like, oh, I just want to see trailers. I just want to see gameplay. Please. <laughs> so that would be my lowlight probably like I said not a big one um, isn't indicative of of the show at all um, but then I would say my highlight had to be Forza 4 Forza Horizon 4 sorry um, setting it in Great Britain I loved it it looked fantastic if you haven't seen it yet go and watch the trailer um, especially if you live country it looks amazing I can't wait to play it we're going to have a great time playing it give me the game now also that it's on Games Pass amazing much better it means I don't have to kind of shell out for it um, really excited for that. So yeah, I'd say uh, those are my highlights and lowlights. Um, let us know what you thought. Um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. That's Rubber Rubber Band Gaming. You can find us there if you just search on Facebook. Um, to listen to the show, you can do so on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Acast. Um, for the other shows, we're doing something a little bit different. We'll be back again together, Hobbs, for the Sony show. Um, but we're doing something a little bit different where you will be obviously recording the Bethesda and Ubisoft shows going solo. Um, that'll, yep. be, that'll be new, that'll be interesting. Um, and then Sasha and I, Sasha was in one of the last E3 post-shows where we talked about um, Final Fantasy and other games like that. She'll be um, joining me 
for Square Enix and Nintendo. As I've said, we'll be together for Sony, so look forward to those shows. They'll all be rolled out soon. Um, I can't wait. We're going to keep this going, and we hope you're enjoying these shows as we are recording them, I guess. So, yeah, Hobbs, thanks very much, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time.